Say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional socialist snowflake crowd. Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to 
him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey there, folks. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Listen, uh, this is going to be one of those instructional programs, folks. Because the bottom line is we need to win. We're going to talk about whether you're really doing affidavits or what I call laffidavits, because some of the stuff that's going on is making us look like, well, a bunch of kooky conspiracy theorists. How would you like it if you saw maladministration, if you were subjected to malfeasance in the elections because of how these rat bastards ran it, and you know it was there, and you filled out a piece of paper stating your, well, your expertise, you're you're, you're a witness, just like witnessing a crime. And to have the judge, to have a judge in court call it spam and junk and throw it out. I want to read you something. How about this? The difference between a sworn statement and a sworn affidavit is that the courts would typically rather enter an affidavit into evidence over a sworn statement. That is because of the notary jurat that declares the affidavit to be an official document. There's been a lot of hubbub about this. There has been many a lawyer intentionally, and I'm telling you, intentionally throwing these election integrity cases under the bus, taking all of this witness testimony to it, and they are doing maneuvers to make it worthless. That is how bad this cabal fights. And some of these attorneys, they know it. You've got attorneys right now in Arizona, I can't believe, you've got attorneys putting out on their social media, go surround the MTech Counting Center. Can you believe that? What, what ill advice that is? Folks, you're only as good as you willing to get educated on how this works. You're only as good as how much you commit to it. I've told you how critical these affidavits are. They are what move things along. But if you get it wrong, the system will allow you to think you did your patriotic duty and you stood up when really all you did is kind of throw up a bunch of words that they made sure would not count in a court of law, and they did it to you on purpose. Joining me is Dave Jose. You know, hey, Dave loves you. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it out there. Dave, let's just start right at the top. A yes, lot sir. Supposed affidavit stuff is crap, and these attorneys know it. I want to start right there. I want to go right to the heart, and I want you to explain how some of these rat bastards are, are sacrificing our nation. Yes, sir. So what's what's happening is, is when you look at the affidavit starting in 2020, 
Um, I was at Josh Barnett's gym. Josh said, hey, David, I got an idea that these people are going to mess up on the affidavits after I taught him how affidavits work. So he knew what an affidavit needs to look like. He said, man, I think they're going to destroy him. So we came up with a plan with Kelly Ward to and some of the other elected officials to do affidavits in order to trap these people in 2020 and get an audit. So we put uh, affidavits together. We were in the meeting. He said, how are we going to do them to make sure they're right? They wanted to do like a website or something. I said, no, don't do a website. It can't be like uh, something where you guys put it out with your attorneys because it's going to be wrong. So I'll go home and write the the uh, major parts of it. And then we can let the people put their injuries and harms inside of it so that they're giving independent testimony. Right. Well, we left that night. I made the affidavits. We came back the next day, started getting people to sign them. The GOP at the same time said, we want to take affidavits. I'm like, oh, shucks, right? So they started making affidavits. Josh took me to 48th Street and Indian School, down the street from a VW bus location. I've never been over there before. And we went to the Republican headquarters. Now, there was this really tall attorney in there with a braid, and there was a couple of other attorneys. One was hiding in the back room. And we came in and we said, hey, can we see the affidavits you guys are putting out? And they showed it to us. When we looked at the affidavit, it was a declaration where you swear by yourself that some things happened to you that was pre-filled out with no place for anybody to put anything in there. When you read the bottom of the, the document that they called the affidavit, uh, you swore by yourself. And there was a couple of other things that happened that makes it not an affidavit. And they thought we wouldn't know. So I said, hey, uh, sir, um, attorney, sir, do you realize that that's not an affidavit? And he said, what are you talking about? I said, first of all, sir, sir, there's no jurat. You're swearing by yourself. He said, well, there's statute that was put in in recent history that says uh, we can swear by ourselves. I said, sir, if you get permission through a, a statute to swear by yourself, that also means you give jurisdiction to whoever commissioned that authority to deny everything you put in. And he's like, oh, I don't think it's a big deal. We're attorneys. We got it under control. It's going to be okay. I said, sir, also at the top, there's no affiant. I said, sir, there's there's nothing. Let's do a dictionary real quick. You said jurat. Tell yes, me what jurat is. So jurat is actually one of the most powerful things that you could ever do. Okay. When an attorney U R A T. Jurat. Yes, sir. Okay. Jurat. Yeah. So what happens is when a notary does their services, they could do two different things and nobody ever tells us. You could do a um acknowledgement or you can do a jurat. An acknowledgement is the, the notary saying, oh, I saw this person. They had their ID. This is the person who signed this. But nobody's saying it's true and nobody's swearing to it. So that's just the, an yes, sir. So they're just acknowledging that you signed something. Means right. not very much. Now, if you have a jurat, a jurat is used with the officer who is commissioned or appointed with authority to take your oath like a judge or a magistrate in a court. It's saying, do you swear that everything in this document is true and accurate before God? And if you say yes, it is prima facie evidence that allows somebody to get arrested if there's probable cause. Explain prima facie to people. Prima facie evidence means uh, on its face. So on its face, just by what you say and your willingness to swear under penalty of perjury where you could be arrested is enough in law to arrest the other person who harmed you. Great. So no well, words. Top of the document, you said there was another thing missing at the top of the document. What did yeah. you call that? 
So you set your status, standing, and jurisdiction at the top of the document. So what happens is they say, I declare under, you know, I declare that this or that is the truth and these following statements. It's, it's a declaration, but it doesn't set your status as who you are. And then they get you to go through some statutory system of trying to challenge what's wrong. So then the judge gets discretion under the statute to control you. So when now, you, you don't have it, tell me that what you have to have at the top. Just give me that piece. What is the killer part they're intentionally leaving out? So you're going to present yourself as an affiant and one of the people. And then you set the jurisdiction. So you'll say like in this court of record. Now they hid the definition of court of record from the people since 1938, they've been using this trick to use statutory and legislative tribunals that will come against you with the force of government without correct law or without the constitutional so, law. Constitutional law and statutes. Just explain the difference between the two. Gotcha. Start, start with constitutional law first, where we should be acting, but we're not. Tell us about yes, that. Yes, sir. So in, in, the in the state constitutions, you have what's called the Declarations or Bill of Rights. That's where you find the rights that are common to all men. They have to give you a trial by jury if they want to take something. Right. Um, it tells the basic fundamental principles that every government servant must do before they do anything against you, period. It tells you what they can't do. So in the bills and declarations of rights, for example, it tells you that the people have the right to assemble together for their common good and then instruct their legislature in many different states. So we have the guaranteed power to instruct the legislature based on the constitutional rule of law, which is the highest in the state. And you have, that basically means you have the right to call out your lawmakers and to tell them you get your shit straight and you follow the rules. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm paraphrasing. Yes, sir. Is yeah, yeah it, it is so bad that if you read it, Arizona Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, it's, it tells you that the people have a guaranteed right to frequently bring the government to a frequent recurrence to fundamental principles. So the things that the government has been hiding and the attorneys have been hiding are called maxims of law or fundamental principles, which are universally accepted around, around the world and in every civilized nation. It's already accepted. All the judges will follow. Okay, so we now know constitutionally, now they've done this move that the lawyers, is it true the bar stands for British something? Well, people say that, and, and it's really like a national theory. I, I love a lot of the nationals, but what happens is, it's kind of like you say, cut the crap with the government. What we have to do is we have to make sure that we prove all things, hold fast to that, which is good. So if we say something, we need to be able to see it somewhere in law. So really what the bar is, I create private associations that go against government all the time and win. The Bar Association is just a private association that has its own goals, own beliefs, and it moves in a certain way. This is why every attorney who went against the Bar when we tried to get audits, they tried to take their license. So they can bypass the law of the Constitution by using their own bylaws. So therefore, they are a foreign entity, not as in a foreign nation, but any private association is foreign to our government and private. So they have no business interfering with the relationship between the people and their servants. So let me understand if I have this right. We have not been taught that we're the cure. We're the army. We are what hold the government to the standard. 
And we have all these rights clearly defined. But in this process, they've quite a, they've kind of created their own standards, which are over here. Yes, and sir. those standards are designed where you're forced to use these people so they know how to navigate it. But it really, at any time, uh, you actually don't need them because you, you have standing or whatever it is. It's just a way for them to get in the middle of it and practice. Is that the statute side of it? You said they've created their own. Have I paraphrased that right? Yes, sir. So what has happened is when you get your original statutes, right? If you go back to the origin of the statute, it always tells where they're keeping the truth out. So for instance, the 1970 OSHA Act, they were trying to force people using OSHA to get jabs and all these different things that they wanted to keep their job. So what, what me and my team did is we went back to the original act and showed them where it says that nothing in OSHA can interfere with our statutory or common law rights in the original legislation. Because what happened is the legislature is smart enough to know you can write stuff to start taking their rights away, but you better tell in the original one that you never meant to take their rights away and let the attorneys now use trickery to say that we have jurisdiction over anybody we want to. But the legislature says, we're not trying to mess with the people. We're just trying to protect and then the attorneys start making amendments later on that say any person who doesn't follow OSHA gets a fine. You lose your job, whatever. Right. So what we do is we go back to the original because they have done a thing where the, it's a it's a uh, thing called Chevron deference. And in Chevron deference, this doctrine, they say that the agencies are allowed to interpret the law and tell the courts what it means, even if it doesn't match what it really means. So if the people don't know, they'll say, we got the right to take your kids. We got a right to stop elections. We got a right to control the government. You can only do an audit with 2%. And it has nothing to do with the people when they come. That's a totally different status. It was only made for the personnel of government. Remember, the Constitution is made to limit government, right? You never see anywhere in the Constitution in the frame of government where it says the people shall close the court at three o'clock. The people shall close the parks at dawn. The people shall. It's always the, the powers and duties of the trustees. The government is the trustee, the agents. So the people don't have any of those statutes applying to them and they don't tell you. All statute must be made in pursuance to the constitution, meaning it must pursue the spirit of the constitution and the law. Right. So when you make a statute, how do you make constitution to bind government agents and then say the statute is for the people who you're supposed to serve? So they trick you. They get you to believe that you're supposed to close the court at five o'clock. You're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. If the constitution never ordered the people, the statute can never order the people. And that's the trick. So they can do statute to bind government officials so that they can't do certain things to affect the people, but they can't bind the liberty of the people ever. Got it. Let's go back to when you're standing there in Maricopa at Republican office, whatever. And these attorneys mm -hmm. say, uh, nice to meet you, but I'm an attorney. And were these just rhinos? Were they McCainites? Were they just bluffing? Were they just ignorant? Are they poorly trained? Are, are they, is this system so brainwashed that people really don't practice law anymore? What well, were you I, experiencing? I, I can show you documents. Like uh, there's a, a book, uh, a scholarly journal article by a man named Gupta who explains the different training of attorneys after 1938 and how the attorneys have been flipped in the law to only understand administrative law and not common law, the real law. 
And so they purposely started treating, teaching the attorneys. Give, give me again a dic dictionary check. We said constitutional. Now we swapped the word common. Are they, are they synonymous, one and the same? And what's the difference between common law and administrative law? Gotcha. So common law is the law that is common to all men. It is where you get common rights. It's what common, we have in common. Yes, sir. So I'm going to make it easy. So every man has the right to be secure in his home, papers, houses, and effects, period, in every state. Every man has the right to a trial by jury if you're going to try to take something. Everybody has a right to a court of record. That means a court that moves by the common law has a seal. It actually has the magistrate that is independent from the tribunal trying to bring the case. So they can't be working together. So the common law is different from administrative law because administrative law is to handle business of the administration. So government business. So when they pulled you into ATF case, they pull you into um, a legislative tribunal like CPS, child support. All of these are administrative hearings where they're disguising it as a court, but there's no judge there. And to prove it, uh, there's a case, I can't remember the name right now, but it came out on November 7th. And this case is actually where we sent thousands of notices to the government showing them that we know that they changed the definition of court of record in order to hide the common law from the people between Black's Law 4th and Black's Law 5th. And the definition being everybody common and we're for the common people, it became administrative. And no, we're only working on behalf of the administration. Yes. So now the administration starts suing the people who they swore to protect and serve. So you can't be a trustee as a judge for the people and say you will protect their rights. And then you have an adversarial party in the Highway Safety Act where all of the state and county is getting money. And you do a federal program and starts, you start taking all of your trust, I mean, uh, your creators, the masters of the trust, the people to court. How do you say I'm going to protect your rights and give you due process in the Constitution that say you get a jury? And all these cases, you don't get a jury. They create a totally separate system and bypass the regular law. And then they let you get an attorney because the attorney tell you, oh, the constitutions, plural, don't apply here. So they don't give you full disclosure that is not a court. So every judgment that they make, there's no judge there, is nullified. So the attorneys at the, at the, uh, uh, play, the uh, GOP spot, they are probably not very well trained and they are bar association members. And remember the bar association, Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, all these people were threatened that if you open your mouth and try to get an audit for the people, we're taking your license. So you got to think about this. The government actors are using our courts, the courts we created as the constitution, uh, as we did in the constitutions, we created every court. So if we created all the courts, how do you use our courts? to side with the private association to come against us and tell us that we can't tell our servants that we want a clear and clean audit with the person of our choice. And that's the key. They are our servants. They work yes. for us. Yes, not sir. In the reverse. No. And see, this is why, this is why I enjoy what you do because you're outside the box. You don't stand for their foolishness and allow them to dictate what's going to happen. And you make sure the people hear the truth. Well, what happens? Think about when we defeated the king. 3% of the people heard the truth that they had to write to stand up against the king, and we handed England there behind. Right? Strong, conservative white men in America found out the law. 3% was all that was necessary. 
which we have way more than, and we knock the snot out of them. Take prohibition. A few of the people learned that they had the right to have alcohol if they want to, and we ended it. Slavery. A few of the people found out the law, came together, ended it. So the real truth is, is that when you fight the government service and they don't want you to speak up about the evidence, it's because they know that you're going to tell the people and they're going to get activated. So if they find out what's happening and they find out the real law and their powers to correct all this and how to trap the government in all the wrong they're doing, it's game over. Very interesting. Folks, do me a favor. You need to share this, if you would, please, right now. This is wildly important. This is the education that you're not being given. This is the thing that they're not teaching attorneys. And this is why we are failing so much in getting this election integrity items fixed for the people. It's because they've inserted crap in between, folks. And that's what we have to fight against. We're going to go into why these um, documents have to be created right, why it is so mission critical that we get this right, simply because, folks, if we don't get it right, we're going down. So hang tight. We'll be right back after a real quick short break. Folks, the system laughs at us. The system thinks we're a joke. The system uh, basically thinks they are our rulers as opposed to our servants. That is why we're having this discussion with Dave Jose. We're talking about where the the power really lie, and it lies with you and the people. So, David, let's dive right into Arizona. Yes, sir. And let's discuss uh, first, let's discuss truly what an affidavit is okay so when you look at this picture here this is a picture from the work of bouvier from bouvier's dictionary he is a scholar and an authority on law and much of the law work that is done in america is based on guys like him and uh, Coke and Locke and other gentlemen. So when you look at his definition of affidavit, it is the historical and true definition of affidavit. If you look at Maricopa County, these people tell you just write out a document and swear by yourself that it's true, right? They tell you, hey, um, we want you to swear under penalty of perjury and there's nobody administering an oath to you and they say this is legit. So if we look at the screen, it'll tell us what exactly an affidavit is. It says an oath or affirmation reduced to writing. So it's a written document sworn or affirmed to, to before some officer who has authority to administer it. So understanding this, what happens is, and if you want to check in Arizona, you can look at article two, section seven of Arizona constitution. It tells you the ways that oaths are to be administered. Nobody in the old law world ever thought that you would go and swear by your darn self. It is a hoax and a trick, but they put it in the statute. So the courts get jurisdiction over the document you put in by saying, do we want to accept this? Like what Jovan just read earlier. Do we want to accept this so-called sworn testimony or the affidavit, which is official? Why is the affidavit official? Because Bouvier said an affidavit had to have you swear in with somebody who was authorized by the people's power to have the authority to swear you in, like a magistrate in a court 
or a notary. Now, most people in the nation don't know this. This is hidden information, and we'll see that in, in a little while. But notaries are actually judges in some senses, and people don't know this. It's been hidden from us. If you have your 800-page notice notary, notary handbook, 800-plus pages, and you go through there, you'll find that in certain cases, you have the power of a judge and can make a case. Now, this is important because if you're trying to fight bad government, right? Bad government has to accept the cases of other courts. So what if it was possible to make a whole case ex parte, meaning you don't have to go into the court. You make the case outside of court using a document that swears you in, so now it's already sworn testimony with the officer that collect, can collect it, and you don't have to go before the judge to do it. And that's now, a person authorized to do that, to swear you in, to swear to yes, it. Yes, sir. So it makes be done ex parte. Yes. So let's keep reading because it's going to make a court, and I'm going to prove it by what he says. It says, who has authority to administer, it differs from a deposition in this, that the latter, or deposition, the opposite party has an opportunity to cross-examine the witnesses, whereas an affidavit is taken, always taken ex parte. That is some powerful stuff. So here's the deal. The affidavit is taken ex parte, so that means you can put the information in the affidavit that you want, tell the facts that happened, use the jurat so you're sworn under penalty of perjury, and the judge who touches it, if you do the right thing, has to accept it as evidence and true if you did the right thing. So what we did was in Arizona, we took affidavits, we served the board of supervisors, we served the legislature, we served Donald Trump, and they didn't know what we were doing because the attorneys aren't trained to know. So what we did was we gave them the affidavits knowing that we, we started a court case, but they didn't know. So in the affidavits, you'll see at the top, we put in this court of record, we're telling the jurisdiction we're using, we're telling what law we're going by, and we're giving you a chance to respond. And if your anus don't respond, you're behind his grass, but they don't know. So people laughed and said, oh, the notices and affidavits you guys did are nothing. They're stupid. I'm like, oh, okay, believe that. Because for two years, we took affidavits showing that if they don't do the things to secure the election, it's maladministration and he did it on purpose. And if they ignore us, they accept the fact that they all did it with full knowledge and intent, with malice, and they're fighting against the Constitution, which they sort of protect, which the definition is actually treason. Now, they didn't know what we were doing, but we were giving them a fair chance. If you think you have the power to stop us from having audits, just say so. Now, Karen Fan got those documents and we're like, <gasps> she knew. Oh, shucks, right? So then she started talking to a regular like Josh Barnett. And then we start setting up meetings and teaching her. Some people interfered in attorneys. But what happened was is she realized, oh, my gosh, they showed me that I'm responsible for all legal ballots being counted. And that includes audits. And if I don't do it, I'm committing maladministration. And we CC Trump. We, we notify Trump. We notify um, other high level actors. And we told Trump, hey, Trump, come arrest the Arizona legislature and take the machines if they don't give up stuff because there's an insurrection against the people. So what happened is we separated the branches of government. So Karen Fan started talking to us. She realized uh, we're in some deep doo-doo. She, she let us have a meeting with her, Senator Gray and, and Senator Peterson. Senator Peterson heard me tell about the law that we can bring all the government, any branch we want 
and give them remonstrance, address, petition, and we can rebuke what they do and instruct them on what they better do. Peterson thought, no, you go ahead. Definition of remonstrance, so they know. Okay, so remonstrance actually means to give a strong rebuke to government based on their failures in the law. Great. So Something we literally Peterson. Yeah. So Peterson said, "No, David, you can only petition the court. He's an attorney. So he purposely they purposely taught him that you can only get remedy in the court." So I said, no, sir, actually, we can order you as the government, tell y'all to do an audit, make y'all change the government at will, and there's nothing y'all can do about it. He said, no, that's not true. I said, okay, well, if you believe it's not true, within the next hour, I'll send you an affidavit. I'm going to go get it notarized. I dare any one of y'all to swear that what I'm saying is not right. And if you don't follow by what we say, then you agree you're doing it with full malice, right? <laughs> full knowledge and intent. So- when I sent that affidavit back to them, I proved from the states and the fundamental principles of law and Black's law that the people have the power to order all branches of government to do remonstrance, to tell them what to do without the courts, right? So when they seen that, they were like, holy crap. Peterson never came back to a meeting. Gray never came back to a meeting. Karen Fan came and she never invited an attorney. They were not allowed to come. Now, for a while, we were teaching Karen Fan one-on-one the law. Then some people got involved in an audit that started interfering. So uh, we started teaching her, for instance, the DOJ wanted to come in and destroy the audit, right? We said, hey, Karen, we're going to write affidavits and notices and go after the DOJ. And I bet you they stopped. And they stopped. We went after Perkins Coy. They, they sent 70 attorneys because they're like, somebody's getting the legislature to do this. And we don't know how to stop them. So they sent 73 attorneys. We sent notice to the attorneys and all the bar, associ bar associations across the country and showed them why they can't use the law. Then you remember that judge who used to work for the pre-company to Perkins Coy, who was hearing the case? We sent him notice, letting him know under the common law, we have a right to instruct our government and that if he interferes, he's going against the law. And then we gave everybody the Mason's Manual Legislative Procedure that showed that the legislature had the power to do an investigation, not for fraud, but to make legislation to go against anything that went against the people's will. Now, once we did that, now we barred the courts. The uh, Perkins Coy stopped, right? And people say, oh, the affidavits and notices don't work. But why are we talking to the government officials and teaching them as regular people if what we're doing doesn't work? That never happens. And we did the same thing in Georgia. We did the same thing in Wisconsin. We did the same thing in Virginia. Uh, we did it all across the country until people like um, Clements and his clown show group started telling people not to do audits. Well, the only yeah, the only thing is what they they tried a new tactic when when it got traction, they basically switched tactics and said, no, 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 don't do audits. Let's go canvas. Let's go do this. And if we find something, we'll do it later because mm -hmm. they knew we had the power to do it. And yep. then you also see these attorneys come in. And if these attorneys can bend the ear of the people involved, they'll say, well, you know, no, you can't really do this. And the attorneys swing them away and they will grab a hold of that movement and make sure it goes completely away and take it away from the people. Do you agree? Yes, sir. There's a lot of attorneys right now telling people to send their affidavits. Now, I went before everybody and even before I had a conversation with you, when you were flooded, I told everybody we need to get these affidavits and give them to Jovan. And people were like, well, why? I said, because Jovan did the audit and he let evidence come out. Jovan is the only one with the electronic machinery to be able to hold that many documents for the whole nation 
He's the only one. He's shown us that he will speak up. So when we did the notices to Karen Fan, right? Sonny Borelli and a couple of people were pissed. They're like, Jovan won't be quiet, right? And I'm like, praise God, right? Because they want people to be quiet so they can control the amount of information that gets to the people. Why? Because if the people get the information, the people might stand up, right? So I'm like, shucks. Well, if you think that he don't give a freak and you know that he's going to speak up, yeah, okay. So here's what we're going to do. So I told Josh, hey, I'm going to write this notice that tells Karen Fan and them, we don't give a freak who they want. We want Jovan and we want uh, another person to do the audit. And if you don't do it, you, you are going against the people because the state belongs to us, not to you, is built on our will and not yours. So they knew, shucks, okay, we got to pick Jovan. So then they made sure they picked the team with you, right? So they didn't want to do it, but we're like, no, you're going to do it, right? And they did it. So now the people of America get to see when the people try to shut down the audit and how much information can come out, you're now still talking about information that came from the audit and you're showing the material. So you got to think about this. Because you had access to the material, the audit where they tried to cover some things, you had information where you could keep on digging and now you're showing real information to the people at real time, which we told Karen in that notice you guys are going to open up the evidence to both sides. Let Jovan and them show everybody, Democrat, Republican, anybody in the middle, what the results are. The public will get access. It will be no sealing of the information. So she knows, okay, well, maybe I'm mad about some stuff, but don't interfere. Don't come out here interfering with the people's business because you know better, right? So she knows enough to realize the attorneys are liars and she can't find a constitutional attorney which how does that even happen? The constitution is the law of the land, but we need to have constitutional lawyers when they are people learned in the law. What the freak are you learned in if you don't know the real law? Right. So they don't know the law, right? So they were telling Karen, oh, well, we can do this and we can do these cases and we'll get it heard. And the people who were in that meeting took thousands of affidavits that weren't affidavits and got them all kicked out after we told them every single one of your cases will be kicked out of court. And then it happened. So uh, as the people, we have the power to do this the right way. We create affidavits that stand ex parte outside of court, and we can use them for a number of purposes. Here's one. One purpose of the affidavit is to give it to a court. That's fine. Now, a court has to make a decision on what they want for evidence. What you just read showed that they'll click out a sworn statement. They'd rather have an affidavit. So we know how to do affidavits that not only just present information to them as evidence, but it literally blocks their jurisdiction out to de decide the matter. And I'll tell you how we do it. When we do the affidavits, right? We send a copy to the board of supervisors or to the legislature. The legislature and the board of supervisors want to have, um, they want to have uh, the, the appearance of fairness and they don't want to have liability. So they want immunity, right? Right. But if you sign an affidavit, you waive all immunity. Because you can't sign an affidavit as a government officer. You have to sign it as a man or a woman. And that jurat means you're swearing before God that what you're saying is true. So imagine if I come and say Article 7, Section 7 of the Constitution says that you must do what the people say, and I'm ordering you to do an audit. And if you don't do it, you're wrong. And if you don't respond with constitutional powers that say you don't have to listen to me, you are breaking the law. You accept this. You accept this that I'm telling you as truth and law, and you are ignoring us with malice, intent, and the such, right? So what happened is we'll tell them this will stand as evidence against you in any court and no court can rehear this matter. Right. 
So now we have blocked the jurisdiction of the court and we have made it so that they tacitly agree as our servants. Now they'll try to say this. They'll say, well, we don't have a contract with you. Uh, what? You didn't swear to the state constitution that everything in the bill of rights I can do and everything in the frame of the constitution you would do. Oh, okay. So we got a contract. Stop lying. So since we have a contract and you're not listening, I'm going to modify it. I'm going to change it so that you, if you don't do this, this is going to stand as evidence against you and the people can prosecute you in any court and all courts must accept it. So we did this for two years and nobody knew. So now the maladministration that you've been blasting people with, right? And the things that you can show in the documents, I knew, oh, it's going to be a crossroad. When Jovan find out what happens and we show that we've been telling them all this time and it comes together and we see that we've been telling them and they fail to respond to our affidavits, they became criminally, criminally liable across the board and they fell into a trap. In the maxims of law, it tells us the sum of the evidence is what is called proof. So see, when you come, Jovan, and you say, you know what, we got one piece of paper that we see was signed wrong and there was no, um, no information taken for who signed it in. Um, we have no... Uh, ignored and all of that, yeah. Yes, that's one occurrence, right? It could have happened by mistake. Jovan, when you show a whole freaking... 140,000 ballots with the wrong structure at the top, with the wrong names. I mean, I'm sorry, with the with the machine name not on it, with the font being different, and with no information that traces it back. That shows 140,000 times that the same occurrence happened, and you have the evidence that it happened. You don't have to prove fraud. You just have to say, uh, they didn't follow the law. Therefore, it's maladministration. Therefore, not following the law as a government servant equals a crime because you swore to follow the statute. So you didn't give the ballots to the treasurer. You didn't have them registered the right way. You didn't give them to the legislature. You didn't keep a track of where they came from. Therefore, you nullify the whole election by the simple fact that you didn't do it right because the only way to do an election is by the way the people say it. That's the only authorized mode. When you do something that is unauthorized, it becomes a private act that you did on your own without authority. So this is why the status standing in jurisdiction is important because there's two ways that you could deal with the court that people don't tell us. One way is to go to the court and plead for the court to deal with the controversy, real controversy, where you are blaming something on somebody and you can prove they did it. So think about this. They get you to sign a document that is not sworn. In the maxims, it tells you that nobody is to be believed unless he is sworn. And that the oath needs to be administered to them in order for it to count as evidence. So when they give you a document, they call it true. So help me God. Yes. And if they don't do that, this dumb document that you say, I swear by myself, common law came from the Bible. Jesus himself said, if I swear by my, by myself, my testimony is not true. He's explaining the man's version of it. He said, but if I, if I do testify by myself, my, uh, testimony is true because I'm God, right? But God in heaven testifies of who I am. That's the common law. So now you take that to the law. The law says that if you are going to say something and be believed, somebody must administer an oath to you. That's why Mr. Bouvier in that definition said oath administered to you. That's why Arizona Constitution, Article 2, 7 section, mode of uh, oath or affirmation administered tells you that the I mean the oath or affirmation uh, and the um, 
the oath that is administered to you should be in such and such a form based on your conscience. So it, it tells you that our forefathers knew that oaths are to be administered and you're not to swear by yourself. Right. You swear before somebody else who has the power to swear you in. And now, that the power and the authority. Yes, the sir. And the validity. Yes, sir. Now they hear that from us. So it's two ways. So you could either go into court and beg and then swear everything when you get in court, or you can hold court by yourself as a man, as one of the people, take evidence and use that evidence that solidified, send it to the other side. So you send the board of supervisors the ability to see that, hey, you did this wrong. I, this happened to me and tell them to deny it. Now, they, you send it expert, you do it expert to hand send it. They're going to not respond because if they respond, they lose all of their protection. So now they have a chance to answer you, which is a hearing outside of court. If they fail to respond in the time you give them, your affidavit actually stands as truth in law and no court can interfere. So now without ever going to one of these dirty, slimy courts that don't want to do us right, you actually set up who you are and what you did and make a record. So people will say, well, David, that's all good and fine and dandy, but does it happen in the real world? I'll show you in the real world. There was a lady named Stacy who did a case in Arizona that people called me about and said, she don't, she's been having a hard time. She don't know exactly what she's doing. David, she needs your help. They're going to kick her cases out of court. So I talked to her. We stayed on the phone from like 10 o'clock the day before to 530 in the morning the next day. I helped her create an affidavit. So we're talking. She's like, yeah, Dave. So this happened. And this Coke brother was at my house and I recorded him saying or Coke relative that they actually brought planes into MTech Center and did this and that. And um, they dropped off ballots to the MTech Center and all this crazy stuff. I'm like, holy crap. Right. But it made sense because some people told Josh Barnett and them to go down and check on the airport. And this vehicle was there. And then somebody named Stephen Shelby told Josh to stand down when he followed this person home. And they looked up his license plate, saw he had a criminal record in Chicago and all this. But these people stopped them, stopped him from carrying on with that information. But the woman did the affidavit the way that I told her. And I said, ma'am, your case is wrong. You're not in the right status standing in jurisdiction. They're going to kick your case out. So you can either make a new case and put this affidavit in with it. The affidavit will be admitted. It will stick. Or... You can get your case kicked or you can do an, uh, or you can put it in the way because Sidney Powell and General Flynn was saying, keep your case in. We just going to try anyway. And they gave her some misinformation by mistake. It wasn't on purpose. But she she put in the affidavit that we did and it was admitted into the court. And she was blown away because she every the Supreme Court, right? She did what now? He did, in fact, make her case all the way up to the Supreme Court. Which, no, she was in the she was in the. Um, the state court, which is even worse. So the state court kicked out everybody's cases that tried to do them, right? So every single Trump case got kicked out. They didn't know how to do status standing in jurisdiction. They couldn't get evidence submitted. They could. They made such mistakes that they told. They got people to write statements of what they saw without getting it sworn in correctly. So the judge is like, eh, I don't want to hear that judge. I'll, <laughs> and give you, he, I'll give you an example. I just want to ask this because before I forget it. Because mm -hmm. some of these judges said, this is just crap. This is just spam. Somebody in one of the states, no need to mention the state, said we had over 800 reports of fraud observed on Election Day. And what did the people do? They called into a hotline and left them a message. Okay. Now, See, that, was, that 
that was 800 people that (sighs) should have been a sworn right jurat an affidavit done right have legal standing and by calling and leaving it on a hotline not instruct them to what to do they just basically became useless they become fodder Correct. You want me to tell you? I'll tell you a trick and how I learned this. So when I was fighting CPS and I started to win across the nation, get tons of kids back, I noticed that the CPS had a private tribunal that was not a court. And what they do is they tell you to go to these DCS committee meetings and oversight meetings. So they create a committee or a judicial committee or a bar association committee for you to make complaints to. Well, Jovan, let's just think about real life. Jovan, if you have a fight with somebody and there's an independent third party witness, what do they get you to sign and the other person to sign if they want to arrest somebody on the spot? A sworn statement under the penalty of perjury, which becomes an affidavit by the police officer who's authorized to take your report. Right. And then your anus goes to jail. And that there's fact. the officer representing it and has that authority. Yes. Now, they don't come. This is what they do. They'll go to their house and say, ma'am, did that guy punch you? And the, ma- the lady will have a bruise on her face or something. She'll say, no, no, or no. Yeah, he punched me. Well, will you swear to it? No, I won't swear to it. I won't make a statement. The cops will say, okay, well, we'll catch y'all later. See you later, ma'am. Now, if she will sign her name on a piece of paper, sworn under penalty of perjury, they'll arrest the dude right there. So think about this. The common law technique to put people in prison for bad actions is to swear or no court will accept it. That's in the maxims of law. Now, if that is the case, Why did they design all these systems to tell us to just go complain? So people go for two minutes and they speak in front of these entities. I want to tell you that I'm a mama bear and I'm pissed and I'm a daddy bear and I will do this and do that. By them. Yes. And and they look good. Not the people look good to make the book look like they listened and they just pacified you. Yeah. And notice they did it. They didn't do it in public for real. They didn't get in front of the people of the nation, give you the time to tell everything they did to you, write it down on paper and hold the people accountable. They just said it in front of a committee. So think about what we're doing here. So what people don't realize is the people have the power to knock down tyranny. Well, conservative people psychologically are law followers, not lawbreakers. They don't go around shooting people all the time and beating people up like Antifa. They kind of relax and just want to have a little love, a little fun, a little family, a little faith, whatever, right? But what happens is, is people who are conservative only do things for two reasons. It's psychological, to gain pleasure or avoid pain. If the conservative people believe that they will get pain by standing up because they don't know what the law says and that they're in the right, they will sit down. Even if they want their freedom, avoiding pain is higher on the scales of motivators than something that is a great thing that you could attain. So most people in the world, I just put it to you like this, Jovan, most people in the world don't do a show like you two times a freaking day, every single day to save the nation, because you know that there's a great reward if you save the nation. And you know that there's going to be great pain if you don't save the nation, but you see the reward as what we can do. Most people don't do that. So what the deep state does is they threaten you, they ostracize you, they call you uh, names, uh, psychological triggered names, like, um, you know, white conspiracy, conspiracy theorists, Negro, whatever, right? (laughs) White capitalist pig. (laughs) Yes, sir. So what, what's happening is, is they are connecting you with a label to scare you from speaking. And then they're using every culture in the nation to try to shut down conservative white men because you are the majority. 
So when the majority doesn't know how to move and they're full of fear, it stops them from attacking. So the only way to fix that is to teach the men and women who are conservative the truth about the law so that they know they're in the right. There, it sounds like a black man's voice who came on right before you did the show and he said, we are Americans, cold-blooded, you know, you're red-blooded Americans and this is your land and you're going to fight back, right? That guy was speaking the real truth because when Americans find out the truth, we become emboldened and you can't stop us. We are conquerors, period. Ask the king. So the, the, the mainstream media and the elite know that conservative white men in America defeated the king of England, who had the biggest army in the world. Right. And right now, America is sitting in a position where they purposely didn't teach everybody all these things we're talking about. So people are looking for remedy and begging. And they see people doing rallies and they see all these different things. And they're like, well, if I just knew that I was on the right side, I would do whatever I could. Like I see them ask you, you bring a lot of remedy and show a lot of things and show people what to do with audits, how to get audits. And then I see people say, well, how exactly do we do this? How exactly do we step this, this step our game up with this? What actions can we take, Jovan? I'll do whatever you say. Well, those people are the ones who are ca causing the government to ask for amnesty. Because they realize that people are getting worked up and they're figuring out the law too fast and they're sending in notices to government. Jim Jordan knows what we're saying. The Supreme Court knows they're writing decisions, quoting what we say, even though the people who were in the cases said nothing that we said. So when we understand how to do our affidavits right, what ends up happening is the Supreme Court realizes, holy crap, I never thought I would see the day that the Americans would learn the law again. And they're saying, I'm not going to be dead before these people completely stand up and show us that we're wrong and flip everything. I don't want to go to prison for life. This is why they're throwing the lower level courts up under the bus. Look at the Bruin decisions with the arm case, arms cases. We wrote affidavits and said in two months to, to two weeks to a month, watch the Supreme Court run around looking with, for every case they can to say that the people can have guns. And then they started doing it all over. You could have ghost guns. You could have guns with the serial numbers uh, swiped off. You can uh, have guns in uh, Hawaii and California and New York by right. Why are they saying all these things? Because they've never seen the people come with affidavits and notices telling them what the law is. And because nobody told them what the law is, they didn't give us victory. But once we started doing, they threw Chevron deference out the window. So when we do our affidavits, right? It's been two years of affidavits that we've sent that shown that they were breaking the law. And the legislature of Arizona fell victim to the affidavits. The, um, the board of supervisors, Katie Hobbs, the governor, all of them have already been proven guilty. And I can prove it with, case, with cases that I sent you, showing how every single affidavit that we gave that they didn't respond to already became truth and it must be accepted by every court as evidence of them breaking the law. So folks, there you have it. Um, we'll do another program on this to go deeper into it. Consider this your primer. Consider this your notice. When you hear this and it's so clear and so concise, you actually wake up and go, aha. You can relate to understanding uh, even if you just watched cop shows and didn't even see it in your life and you see the police officer and something's happened and the person doesn't want to testify, it's over. But when the person testifies and swears to it, law 
hammers down. Folks, we have not only been lied to, we have been stuck in a stupor and in a lull. You can do all you want about sending certain things, but if you won't take the step to perfect that jurat, to actually make it be the proper instrument, you're not doing what it takes. And it's paper. I've always told you this is about the paper. That's the ballot. You want to win this? It's once again about the paper. That's your affidavit and jurats. Our country was founded on a brilliant piece of paper attested to by all of those men sworn under God giving our rights that's what made it stick I've always told you we founded our great nation on an incredible piece of paper and we're letting it fly out the door because we mismanaged a piece of paper we're going to continue this series folks Uh, I need you to noodle this and think about it if you have not memorialized both from 2020 and from 2022 your affidavits your legal affidavits you need to reach out you need to get them done you need to do them right we need to get them notarized and we need to let the system know this won't stand and they've got to cut the crap so dave thanks brother i greatly appreciate you joining me We'll do this again. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. So, folks, here you go. I'm telling you, this is what it is. We can get this done. We can knock this out of the park if if you won't get distracted by the system. If you won't allow yourself to get distracted by a system that is designed to mislead you. I have always told you, folks, you have the power. You are the army you've been waiting for. You are the cure you've been waiting for. And you are the hero that you so desperately need and wish for.